Welcome to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker, and I'm still going to welcome you to 2021. I know that we're a couple of weeks in. I don't care. (laughs) I'm still happy that it's 2021. I hope you are too. Leading with Levity is all about finding ways to perform and help other people perform despite pressure. It's about lightening up. It's about letting go for a little bit so that you can actually be strong enough, right? Strong enough for your journey. And I found myself, even though I'm evangelizing this concept, I found myself in this situation over this past holiday where I was just working from the moment I woke up until I passed out, just working to help my clients improve their cultures. And I enjoy the work that I do. I really do because I can see the effect that it has on the workplace and and not just that on the community too. Because happy people are in a better position to serve in all aspects of their lives. So that's what I strive for. And I push others to strive for that as well. But again, I was working and not necessarily allowing levity in because I had so much on my plate. And I saw this movie, Soul, this past weekend. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. It's an animated film about a jazz teacher who was looking for his big break and really putting his life on hold, thinking, I'll live when I make it big as a jazz musician at this specific place and I get my big break. And he did get his big break at a certain point. But guess what happens when you get your big break? You have to work even harder to keep it, to keep your position and to to stay there to solidify that. And it just got me thinking about life and adulting and how adulting is hard and all of that. But it, it really got me thinking about what else is there and... Why are we working so hard? Why are we not allowing ourselves to have those levity breaks, to have those levity moments? What is it about the way we've structured our lives, the way we've structured our requirements of ourselves and all of that? So today's guest is Ryan Green. Ryan is amazing. And we're going to have this great conversation about passion and how you can use your passion in healthy ways to to leverage that so that you can be successful in life. It's a good conversation to have. It's a good conversation, especially right now towards the beginning of the year when we're all thinking about what we're going to do to make up for the last entire year of 2020. What can we do so that we're not burning ourselves out? Because honestly, passion is a good thing. A little passion is a good thing. Passion in bursts, that's a good thing. But if you get lost in your passion or if you let passion consume you, it can get very scary. And we see that again and again with different people. And it's like, whoa, what happened to that person? Maybe they were consumed by their passion. So without further ado, I want to share a couple of highlights from today's episode, and then we'll dive right in. 
It's time for a sneak peek. Let's say today did a poll. It was another actually it was Gallup poll who did in 2018 that says seven out of ten U.S. employees either hate their jobs or they're totally unengaged. So you think about that. Seven out of ten people go to work every day working a job that they hate working. But we got bills to pay, so we got to right. go to work. We got to do jobs that we don't like. Uh, but think about how that impacts your day when you're interacting with people at work at their jobs and they hate being there. Like, what kind of service do you think you're going to get? Why do we have so much road rage? Because people hate going to work. When it comes to passion, and, and I've seen so many people want to talk about passion and just pursue your passion. Like, that's all it takes. Like, no, <laughs> it's, it's not enough. Than that. Right. <laughs> and now on with the show. I'm Dr. Heather Walker, and this is Lead with Levity. I help leaders create awesome work environments where communication is light, enjoyable, and uplifting. I shed light on the power of levity at work. Imagine just how much you can get done in that kind of environment. Come explore with me. Welcome back to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker, and my guest today is Ryan Green. Ryan is a best-selling author, international speaker, and founder of Greenhouse Media. He's also the host of Passionpreneur Podcast. So a little bit of everything (laughs) we're bringing in today. And I'm really excited to talk to Ryan today because he has a lot of experience working with companies, developing their leaders, helping them with their branding and their marketing. And so I think we're in for a treat today because passion and purpose is something that he cares deeply about. And I'm hoping that he can help us see how we can find our own passions and follow our purpose. Ryan, welcome. Thank you so much, Uh, Heather. It's a pleasure to be on your show. So I'm excited to uh, share with your audience today. So Ryan, can you tell me a little bit about your journey? Because it sounds like you've done a lot of writing. I mean, you've, you've published six books already. (laughs) You look really young. What has your journey been? Like, can you explain how, what are you doing? Are you like writing in your sleep? Are you on the, in the bathroom, (laughs) writing down ideas? What are you doing? Well, thank you. I'm going to take that look young comment. I'm going to make sure everyone knows that I I look young. My, my background is really all my life. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to help other people. So when I really got started 15 years ago, when I wrote my first book, Success is in Your Hand. And really it came out of uh, the necessity because I was jumping into the uh, professional speaking space. Mm-hmm. So as a speaker, once I started speaking, I found a mentor. And the first thing he told me was that if you want to be a professional speaker, you need to write a book. And I was like, okay, sheesh, I hardly even read books. You want me to write a book? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, read, I don't read for fun. That's what I mean. I, I read books. Right, right. But no, I don't read for fun. I'm like, I'd rather watch a movie. So he was like, you got to write a book. And I was like, okay. It took me about a year. I had a my first talk, my first uh, speech that I was giving. I just took that outline. And Mm -hmm. I expanded on that and made a book out of it. So my first talk became my first book, Successes in Your Hand. 
And really, like I said, it took me about a year to write that book, but I knew when I started writing the book that if I were going to write a book, then I wanted to be able to uh, build a company to be able to also help others write books and also publish other authors as well. So that's where it got started. I, I, I fine-tuned the process along the way, so it doesn't take as long uh, to do now. Really, that first book was just my journey. So it took a long time to write. I didn't know how to write the book. I didn't have any training on writing the book, but it was a lot of my story. And that's what I do in a lot of my books. So I really share my story. If you read my books from uh, the first one to the most recent one is really telling you my life throughout the last 15 years as a leader, as an entrepreneur, and as someone who's really trying to pour into other people and yeah. teach them the things that I've learned along the way. Because I know that when I first got started, my thing was there was a lot of things I was learning that I was like, if I learned this in school, if I learned this from a mentor, if I learned this somehow a lot sooner, I could have been a lot further along. But that's really how I got started and what it was, what it's taken me to to this point. Wow. And now going from that point, that first conversation when you said, I've got to do what? I've got to write a book. Now you own a publishing company, right? Absolutely. So yeah, Greenhouse Media is the publishing company. And actually now what we've uh, transformed, well, I, I do more marketing and coaching than publishing now. Uh, the industry has changed so much that I don't actually publish other people's books, but I do help them uh, market. I teach them how to market instead of their system so they can go out there as independent authors and, and sell their books and grow that way. So I want to talk about leadership with you. Awesome. But I'm also incredibly curious because I've had a lot of authors on my show, best-selling authors, TEDx speakers who will also have books and all of that. And I think there's this air of mystery around an author. As soon as you tell people, oh, yeah, I wrote a book, everyone just perks up and they get really <laughs> excited about that. A book about what did you write? Because maybe secretly everyone else is thinking, I don't, I don't read, let alone write. It's I think really an interesting field to go into. And what are some of maybe the misconceptions about writing books and authors that like, if we could open the hood and peek in, what would the common person not know about that? Oh, that's a great question. And I, I try to show people this in what I do every day, and especially when dealing with leadership, is that you all, and it may sound a little cliche, but I'm going to put a spin on it where maybe you've heard, we all have a book in us. And I believe that we do all have a book in us, but it may not be the book you think. And I think that um, as leaders, we all have some kind of expertise. We have something that we that we know. We have something, some experience that we have that we could package, that we could put together into a book format and, and be able to help other people. The main thing about having a book, and it's funny because that when I'm I, I fall into the trap of because I'm working, because I have my goals, because I have the vision on what I want to do that I dismiss or, or diminish some of the accomplishments that I've had. Mm -hmm. So when other people are like, man, you've written and actually I'm working on my seventh book now. You've written seven what? books. And I'm like, yeah, I have. But, you know, that was hard. I'm like, oh, I guess it is a big deal. And most people don't get one. But I think that um, it's important that you really uh, take that time to Focus in on what, if you're a leader, if you're trying to help people, if you're trying to lead others, take the time to put what it is that you're into a book. I think that where we are now is so different than what the industry was 15 years ago when I got started. When I got started 15 years ago, the the first thing people told you was go get your uh, query letter together and start writing to all the publishers so you can get all mm. your stack of rejection letters. Like that was some kind of badge <laughs> of honor. <laughs> but no, the industry now, just like we've seen in music, just like we've seen in uh, other media formats, as an author, you can go out here and I definitely encourage you to go out here and do it on your own. You can be an independent author. You can go 
go out here and write your book, publish your book. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a huge publishing deal. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to get some big advance. When people find out, hey, you've written a book, there is a, and some, there's still cachet that comes with that. There's, there's still, people will pay attention more because now you're an author. So it's definitely, I, I urge people to uh, take the time take what it is and put it into a uh, format it into a book so that you can always have that kind of that that documentation if you will uh, of your expertise that you can share so when you are coaching people through that process it it seems to me based on learning a little bit about you that passion is something that's core to your message to other people is that right yes absolutely and how does that play into the instructions that you give and the direction and all of that, where does passion fall in? Let's say today did a poll. It was, I think actually it was Gallup poll who did in 2018 that said seven out of 10 U.S. employees either hate their jobs or they're totally unengaged. So you think about that seven out of 10 people go to work every day working a job that they hate working, but Mm -hmm. we got bills to pay. (laughs) So we got to go to work. We got to do jobs that we don't like. Uh, But think about how that impacts your day when you're interacting with people at work at their jobs and they hate being there. Like what kind of service do you think you're going to get? Why do we have so much road rage? Because people hate going to work. When it comes to passion, and and I've seen so many people want to talk about passion and just pursue your passion. Like that's all it takes. Like, no, <laughs> it's, it's not enough. Than that. Right. <laughs> My most recent book is becoming a passionpreneur. And what I teach about that is that how to uh, monetize that passion. And it's not about going out and doing and starting your own business, but really finding how to work in something that you love doing. If you have a way that you know how to monetize your passion, then you can have options. If you are a, I'm just going to throw an example out here, but let's say you're a teacher, mm-hmm. but you really hate teaching. You really would rather sell cake and bake cakes, right? And that's yeah. your passion. But you I know s- someone, that's the profile of someone I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I promise whoever's listening, this is you. I just made this up. I did not know. So I'm, I'm going to send them the link. Yes, I'm, so. I'm going to send it to them. <laughs> you want to, but, but here's the thing. You can't just go and quit your job and start baking cakes, right? Right. But if you have a way that you could monetize that expertise of baking cakes and that passion of baking cakes, to the point where now you have options that if you don't want to teach or you didn't want to do whatever that other job is, and, but you can't quit that job because you need that salary. But now you've supplemented some of that salary with your cake baking. Now you have options. You can go out and find a different job, perhaps, that will that you enjoy doing that you can have with the cake baking. You know, I think we get so caught up in and happen to impress our friends. When, whenever you meet new people, right, after they mm-hmm. ask your name, typically the second or third question they're going to ask you is, what do you do? Right. What do you do? Where did you go to school? Exactly. And we are so stuck in a position where I think that we're afraid to pursue our passions and what makes us happy because we don't want to have an answer to that. What do you do question that we feel like people are going to side eye us about. Mm -hmm. I've got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm not living for anyone but me and my purpose and my passion. So I made a commitment a few years ago. I'm not going to do anything 
that I'm not totally passionate about. I'm not going to work a job that I don't like. I'm not going to go and take clients that I don't want to work with. And I think that when you get to that position where you can really understand how to monetize your passion, how to uh, operate in your passion, it's not just some, hey, this is what I want to love and what I love to do, and it's going to work. No, you got to have a plan. You got to have a system in place. But when you can get to that place, then you have uh, more freedom, you have more options, and now you can really start to see uh, the joy and, the, and and really live life as opposed to just going through life. So do you think that people can become or not become, but find more joy in the job that maybe they feel like eh, about if they have more financial income from other sources? I think money is not going to make you love your job. Money is not going to make you like a job if you don't like the job. Money will take away some of the stress I think that it will, and, and I'll make sure everyone hears me right. I'm not telling anyone to go leave your job. No, don't say that's what I told you. <laughs> that's but, that was going to be my next question. No. Like, wait a second, this no. is for leaders. <laughs> right, no, no. They no. need a different message. <laughs> what I'm saying is, and, but this is important, right? Let's, let's, let's take it to specifically to the leaders because I do have a couple of things on why I feel like leaders fail. And one of the things that I think that when you look at uh, leaders in the workplace, they think that if I just pay them more money, they'll be fine. And money is not going to make everyone fine. Money is not going to make everyone uh, happy, happier at that job. So if you're leading a team, if you have an employee, how many times have you heard someone say, hey, I've got a job offer here. I'm going to leave this job. And, and the first thing that the boss asks, how much more do we have to pay you? Like, did what I've been asking, why are you leaving first? Like, it's not right. about money all the time. So you can't just throw money at a problem. It's going to be different for each individual. What's going to make them um, happy, excited? Money will make you money. More money will make you go through a lot of hardships more <laughs> more than you would have. OK, well, they're paying me enough to go through this. However, right. it's going to bring you that joy. Probably not. If that's not what you motivates you. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So then the, the follow up that I have is about this concept of passion. Mm-hmm. So the word passion for me, in some ways, has replaced, has become like, a nice way of saying, oh, that person is a little rough around the edges. <laughs> like, they're passionate. They're like, but Heather, that person, they're just, I don't know if we should, if I can't talk to them anymore. And I'm like, but they have passion. It's just passion. It's just a little passion. So how do you hone that passion so that you don't come across as this wild tiger running around with no focus, no aim, no strategy? Wow, that, that that's great. I, and I, I watch a lot of sports, so I can see that. They use that analogy, that word all the time when, when describing the quarterbacks were yelling at the coaches. Oh, it's just, well, certain quarterbacks. It's just passion, you know? <laughs> and it's a good question. And what this really comes with always being a student. You have to always be a student to whatever it is that, that you're you're working and whatever you're doing. Understanding that passion, some people call it ignorance on fire. Like that, that might get the crowd excited, but that's not going to solve problems. That's not going to accomplish mm. much once you get past the excitement. That's why I never called myself a motivational speaker when I was getting started because motivation, I can motivate you and get you rah-rah and everything like that. But if you're not giving someone some substance, if you're not giving them some teaching and some concepts and some real steps to take, then you just got people excited and they don't know what to do. And it's kind of the same thing with that passion. Like passion, like you said, yeah, people can use that as, as an adjective to describe someone's personality and what they're doing. But you really need to know if you're passionate about something, then you're going to want to learn it. You're going to want to master it. You're going to want to understand that, hey, excitement is not enough. And nowadays, we, 
Maybe that worked before Google. Maybe that worked before the internet. Everyone had the internet mm-hmm. on their phone. We're a much smarter society when it comes to fit, uh, looking past people's the outer presentation. People right, are going to research. Right. People are going to look it up. They're going to know whether or not you're legit or not within two seconds of a search on their phone. So you've got to make sure that being passionate is great, but you have to be a student of what it is that you're passionate about, always learning and always trying to be uh, in a position where you are backing up your passion with productivity, with uh, 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 performance and things like that. So have you ever been in a position where it seemed like everyone just needed to lighten up and you needed to be the one to help them? Absolutely. My personality is that's one of my gifts is that I am the one who brings the levity. I'm the one that brings uh, the able to lighten up a situation. People who, who see me, I'm they, they look at me like, oh, he's a quiet guy. He's, you know, looks stern in the face sometimes. <laughs> but I'm, I never take myself too seriously. I'm always able to bring a fine humor in any situation, take the most tragic things and still be able to help people smile through them always calm the ships. So absolutely bringing that levity, bringing the fun, uh, the smile to the situation has been a, a blessing that I've had and, and, and really honestly been able, been working my whole life trying to figure out how to work that in to what I do on a regular basis as part of my brand, not just when people are close to me, but how do I work that into everything that I do? Uh, because I think that's a gift. I think that it is a, some, mm-hmm. it's something that people like to laugh. Laughing is good for the soul. And I think that it's important when we're in the personal development or the business field too, you got to, people might like humor, but they don't want comedians at work. So you got to know the balance there, but definitely. So when when you called me and I saw your show, I was like, oh, oh, levity. I'm like, okay, let's see what this is about. I like that. Okay. This is different. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. We usually, it's more like levity and because there are so (laughs) few people out there who are levity practitioners, if you will. Like today we're talking about passion and and how you can bring more passion to your work. And then how does levity fit in with that? (laughs) So it, it is good. We've been, I've been able to have some really amazing conversations with people about empathy and authenticity and respect and dignity and how do you build people up and, it's been awesome. So when I saw oh a passion, I'm like, yes, we got to pull that in because <laughs> we definitely have to pull that in because it's very important to be able to go in there and get everyone excited about the new project that's coming on up down the line or about the new change that's happening. Or sometimes you need to be passionate just to convince people to go ahead and do this thing, even though they know that it's not going to be fun. It's not mm-hmm. going to be exciting. So it's good to bring that into the mix too. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Going back to the money question you asked, I think that's important as a leader to know what motivates your teams and what makes them passionate. Because when you need to get the buy-in from your team, those are the kind of things that you need to know. Okay. If Jerry gets passionate over this or, or Sue gets passionate about this, how can I bring that? How can I make this relate to that and really be able to bring out the best in those people. So it's more than just work. They, you get the buy-in from people. So it's important to know what it is that motivates your people, what gets them excited, what makes them, what gets them, gets them passionate. Yes. Right. Right. So that's good. Can you tell me about a time when you had a great time with one of your clients or on the flip side of that, 
a time when you just had this amazing customer experience because it was obvious that the people there that were serving you were having a good time at work. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll go from a time that customers that I've served, I think that especially as an author coach and helping people really hone in on what it is that how to, how to put their expertise into writing, how to really get out of their head uh, and onto paper or onto uh, a, a project, that joy that you get when you're really able to walk someone through it. You know, people call me the big idea guy because people can come to me and say, hey, here's what I would want to do. And just like, boom, I'm able to say, hey, you can do it like this, add this to it, put this kind of project with it and, and really get see them seeing their, themselves bigger. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. It's like, we joke, like, I do a lot of things. There's a lot of things that I know, but I really get joy out of watching everyone else live life bigger. When I can help someone else who may have come in and said, I've been working on this book for two months, I mean, two years. Uh, now they walk out with a, a book, an online course, a, a new web series, a podcast. Like, man, like I, I never had, I never <laughs> knew. Huge. Right. That this was all possible because I think too often we get stuck on one goal and not realizing how big it really can be. So I love that. I love when I'm able to work with people and really take their ideas and show them just how much bigger what they have can be. And, and a lot of times it's just that people just need to hear from someone else or they need that confirmation or you know, they just haven't thought outside of how, what big, how, how big something that they think it could be. So I really enjoy that part of working with other people and helping them do that. That's awesome. And I just want to close with one last question for you. If levity could fix any problem out there in the world, what would it be? (laughs) I don't know how deep you want to get. I don't want to. I don't care. You go wherever you need to go, sir. I I haven't listened to enough of your past shows to know exactly, (laughs) you know, but I'll put it out there like this first. Go ahead, put it out there. Put it out there. I think that too many of us too oftentimes take ourselves too seriously. And I think it is because going back to what I touched on earlier about the, the what do you do, we are we fall victim so often to trying to manage our own self-worth based on what people think about us as yeah. opposed to why we were designed. And I think that like there'd be a whole lot more electricians and plumbers if people weren't ashamed to say they were electricians and plumbers. Mm. You know, they get paid just as much as a lot of other white collar professionals. Yeah. So I think that all too often, I think that we had, if we could add levity and, and by levity for, I'm going to use it as a sense of not taking ourselves so seriously. And I think that we have to be something uh, for other people. If we could right. just stop. And that's when I was able to do that. When I say, well, it, I don't care what other people think of me. I'm going to be me. I'm going to enjoy what I do. And whoever attaches themselves to that, then that's who I'm supposed to be with. Right. That's my tribe. Right. Exactly. Your tribe. <laughs> and, and that when I did that, I mean, doors started to open. I became less stressed. I started enjoying what I did even more. And I think that so many of us, if, if more people did that, if more people just said, listen, I'm not trying to impress you anymore and really meant it. People say it all the time. No good and well, that's not what they mean. But, you know, really live that thing then I think it would cure a whole lot of this stuff that we see. We wouldn't have so much division. We wouldn't have so much people live with a scarcity mindset. that I can't Mm. share because if I give you a little bit, there's none for me. We'd be able to really celebrate one another because we know, hey, if your podcast blows up, then great. Then 
I can be on yours, you can be on mine, and we'll blow up together. There's always space. Like, yeah, there's 8 yeah. billion people in the, in the world. You don't need all 8 billion for you to be successful. <laughs> right. You know? So it, it, it's, you've got to get rid of that scarcity mindset uh, and have an abundant mindset. And I think that comes, that starts with not taking ourselves too serious and allowing us, I mean, I mean uh, allowing ourselves, yeah, to to live outside the comfort zone, just be what it is we we, we want to be, what we feel good about doing. That I think that will, I think that's a, a, a good way of answering that question without offending anyone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, that that was awesome. Actually, I mean, you went in. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. And so you're working on your seventh book. I because I typically end by asking what's on the horizon, but you're working on number seven. Yes. So I'm actually. And number seven is coming out when? It is. Oh boy. So here's the thing number seven was supposed to come out the earlier this year. I think, but before coronavirus, before the COVID, before <laughs> the quarantine happened, right. I was set to release the book. But with quarantine and what I want to do with the book, I can't get people together. So I don't want to release the book yet. Mm. So it's been pushed back. But what I am doing, and the book is called Make It Matter, it's about how to live a life of unforgettable impact and abundant fulfillment. So everything I just talked about, not taking yourself so seriously, that's what I'm talking about. Like this, that's what this book is geared towards helping people really live lives of impact and fulfillment. Like those two things. Nice. Make everything you do matter. With that, I, I am actually doing more. I have a, a, a indie author pro. I'm helping people write their books and market their books. That is the author coaching brand. But I'm also venturing a lot into more uh, video production and doing a few series that are on the horizon. So I, I'm really pursuing those are my passions, really telling stories, storytelling in different ways is, is my is my passion. So this seventh book, it will hopefully be out, be out before the end of this year with the whole project with that. When I do a book, I don't want to just do a book. I'm doing a whole live taping and everything to go with the book uh, wow. series to go with the podcast and, and video series. So uh, we got to have an audience for all that kind of stuff. So that's the hold up on that. But um, when it's ready, definitely, hopefully by the end of this year, um, if not early for 2021. That's really cool. And if anyone is interested in getting in contact with Ryan in actually looking at and ordering any of the, the books that he has produced, created, watching the videos, listening to the podcast. We're going to have links to all of that in the show notes. So I encourage you to check those out. Awesome. Oh, I encourage you to check those out. Ryan, thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Wish you all the best. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Lead with Levity podcast. Go to www.leadwithlevity.com to access show notes and other resources.